0: Welcome to the Start Messy Podcast, an action-driven show that provides quick, no-nonsense strategies and tools to get out of your own way. So let's start today with one messy action that'll get you closer to making your dreams a reality. I am your host, Christina Poole-Smith. Thank you for joining me each week as we discuss what it takes to get started achieving your goals and live a happy, complete life. I am so excited about today's episode. It's our last one on our foundation series. So by the end of this episode, you'll have what you need to get started making your dreams into reality. If you haven't done so already, please listen to the last four episodes. Those are really the ones that will help guide you on this journey to getting started messy. In this episode, we're going to talk about habits. Habits are so interesting to me. There's so much psychology behind habits. How do we keep the ones that we want and eliminate the ones that aren't serving us anymore? I am by no way an expert on habits. This is a very deep subject and there's so much to it, so I would never consider myself an expert on this subject. Over the years, I have figured out the best way for me to introduce productive habits into my own life and eliminate some of the unproductive habits, but there are still times when I struggle. The biggest mindset shift I think you need to have is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Remember, we are all starting messy. That means just going for it. If you're not able to get to your habit for that day, give yourself some grace, but just do your habit more times than not. That's the main goal. Don't beat yourself up for missing a day. It's about progress, not perfection. I am constantly trying to learn more about this subject. My husband and I actually talk about this all the time. How can we do more? How can we improve? What should we remove? What habits are serving us? What habits are not? So as I speak to you today, I'm praying that I do this topic justice. Today, our three main points will be one, what are habits and how do they determine our identity? Two, how do habits relate to goals? And three, how to create or eliminate habits? Some of this will be from my own experience, but I did read two different books recently to help me understand habits better. I will include them in the show notes, but they're Atomic Habits by James Clear and Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. If this topic fascinates you like it does me, I highly recommend you check these books out. So, no pen or paper is required for today's episode, but I really want you to think about your life. Which brings us to our first section. What are habits and how do they determine or build our identity. Habits are such a powerful tool. Habits are actions that we take routinely. These small actions can have huge impacts in our lives. They can work for us or against us, but we want to form productive habits and break limiting habits. It could be conscious or unconscious. The unconscious may be where you need the most focus. We all have a lot of habits going on throughout the day, even if we don't realize it. But we want to make sure the habits we have are also the habits we want to have. What are your most common habits? How did they begin? How did you get started with that habit? Habits actually make up our identity. Whatever you are consistently doing creates who you are. Remember, these are things that we are routinely routinely doing automatically without even realizing sometimes that we're doing it. Which can also mean that who you want to be can be created by habits also. Think about what you would be doing if you were the person you wanted to be. If you want to be 15 pounds lighter, would the person that is consistently 15 pounds lighter than you be eating cheeseburgers every night? Or would they find another delicious alternative to maintain their weight? What are you currently doing that the person you were working to be wouldn't be doing? What would that person be doing instead? What habits have you included in your life that you love to do that make you exactly who you want to be? This isn't just words or thoughts. You need to put actions to this. An important thing to remember is to reframe the way that you speak to yourself, too. You're not trying to get healthy. You are healthy. This is the reason why we write our goals as they have already occurred i It's because you are that person. You have it in you to be that person. We want to shape your identity. Speak to yourself and about yourself in that way. As you increase in the number of times that you do these actions, it will become more a part of you. Meaning that you will start to see your identity change as you change with these habits. Our second section is about how our goals are related to our habits. Many goals you have may just be all-out habits. Maybe your goal is to pray every morning when you wake up or work out three times a week. Those are just outright habits and easy to see. But the interesting ones to me are the goals that are not straightforward habits because these still have habits rooted in them. Understanding where you want to go is critical, but the actions you take to get there are the key to unlocking that goal. Last week, we wrote down all the actions we needed to get to our focus goal. You may have read realize some of those actions are one-off situations, while others are the typical considered habits. In reality, creating time to work on your focus goal each day is actually a habit. What you do at that time may be one-off actions, but the schedule and acting each day on your focus goal is a habit. This is why understanding how habits work for you is so important. This topic is not a one-episode-and-done kind of topic. It will be intermingled through the whole podcast when needed. I truly believe this is where we see changes in our lives. So, how do you create habits and keep this going? That brings us to our third point. Start small. The reason last week I mentioned to make your actions less than 15 minutes is because small works. If you notice, the two most popular books on the market refer to habits as tiny or atomic, such as an atom. Big habits are hard to add into our lives. We have to make them small. Small changes make big results. These small habits will actually compound over time. If you added just one new habit every month, at the end of the year, you would have 12 new habits, new productive habits in your life. So to successfully set up a habit, it needs to be small. You need a trigger or cue that reminds you to do that habit, and then a response, and then congratulate yourself on completing that habit. For me, my cue is always time. At a certain time, I do my Bible study. At another time, I review my finances. These time-based triggers are what work best for me. I schedule everything, including my weekends. I do time block scheduling, which is setting specific blocks of time for activities. I don't typically schedule down to the minute anymore, and most days I don't really even need to schedule my day because it's become such a routine now. But still, every night before bed, I schedule my next day. Am I 100% perfect? Nope. But I get it right about five days a week, which is better than getting mad at myself about those two days and quitting altogether. Other cues that you can use or triggers could be location-based. When you enter a room, you do five squats. Or activity-based. Every time I grab my phone, I say a prayer. Habit stacking is another approach. So you have a habit that you're already amazing at, and you tack on another habit to it. Your first habit that you're already good at becomes the trigger for your new habits. But whatever cue you have, you must be able to take action immediately. No more overthinking it, just do it. The response or the action or behavior you choose to do after your trigger cannot be based on your current motivation. Trust me on this one. It may be a good starting point, but if you're anything like me, I get super pumped up about an idea, and then when I actually go to do it, I no longer really want to do it. Have you ever said yes to a fun event, then the day of the event actually dread doing it? I am really good in the idea phase, But the execution phase kind of dies. Which means I can't rely on my personal motivation to keep me going. It's not willpower. It's not motivation. I have to find things that'll allow me to reach my goal that I actually enjoy doing. And that I have time to do. BJ Fogg from Tiny Habits gives a good example. Let's say your goal is to start eating a piece of fruit in the morning. Don't make the action for it to make a smoothie each morning with lots of fruit. Route, when you know you'll actually just be running late for work. The idea of it sounds great. Sounds easy. Five minutes for a smoothie. When in reality, you're always running late for work. Instead, grab a bag of apples at the store. Keep one in your car or in your purse for you to eat on the way to work. A lot less work for the same results. You need to find things that are easy to do and you're excited about doing them. A lot of times, I find myself procrastinating when I don't really even know how to do something. An example of this would be cleaning my car because I'm literally the worst at this. I tell myself I'll do it weekly, but I never stick to it. It's because I really don't even have a good method of doing this. What instead, I can do is hire it out. I pay somebody to clean my car once a month and then I maintain it during the week. It's a lot easier for me to do that instead and it gets done much better because I definitely can't get all that dog hair out on my own. My motivation is high on having somebody else clean it because I actually enjoy going to the coffee shop across the street from the place I get my car cleaned at. And then I sit there and I do my work. And I enjoy, and I'm happy, and I leave with a clean car that I just maintained for the next four weeks. Mel Robbins in the five-second rule talks about using a countdown from five to get started. When you hit one, you blast off into action. Whatever works for you, find it and get going. You may notice that some habits just never get done. Is there a way that you can maybe make that easier? Can you outsource any of those? As for habits you want to remove, I have found that replacing those unproductive habits for more productive ones to be the only way that I succeed at this. Whatever cue or trigger you have when you go for that late night candy bar, replace it with something you enjoy just as much. You'll no longer have that guilty feeling that comes along with that candy bar. Once you complete the task, celebrate yourself for doing it. Dance around to your favorite song or literally just pat yourself on the back. For me, immediately after waking up, I do something productive. To set my day on the right course. It could be something as small as organizing one drawer or reading my five-minute devotional. Whatever it is, it is a success for me that I use to propel the rest of my day forward. Today, we discussed how habits make up your identity, interact with your goals, and how to implement productive habits into your daily life. This week's start messy action item is to take note of what your current habits say about you as a person. Then decide what cue you are going to use to trigger your habits, what small action you will take, and then just start doing it. Thank you for joining me today. Let me know what you think about this podcast by leaving a review. God bless and have a great day.